Support for Waveform comes from Anthropic. So looking for an AI solution for a business, it might be time to check out the Claude 3 family from Anthropic, your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. So whether you're powering a customer chat experience or doing complex R&D or need advanced analysis, Anthropic can help provide you with frontier intelligence. So if you're looking for speed, power, or anything in between, the Claude 3 family offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. All right, what is up, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Marquez. I'm Andrew. And I'm David. And, you know, in January, usually there's a CES and then a little bit of a lull. This January 2024, we've decided, not that we decided, but it's become very clear. The collective we. It's become very clear that there is no lull. We are straight into the thick of it. Techuary. Sorry, no. No, Delete that. Delete that part. (laughs) Um, No, but we do have a lot to talk about. We had Samsung Unpacked officially this week. This is the week of Apple Vision Pro pre-orders, and we got to experience it again, and we have some more things to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then there's a bunch of other quick hits that we'll get into in a second. But I think we should talk with the new big smartphones that got announced from Samsung. So let's jump into Unpacked, shall we? Yeah. So uh, Galaxy S24 series is the main thing. There was also briefly a, a, a teaser for a ring. Very a smart briefly. ring, like a three-second animation of a circle on the screen, uh-huh. and uh, that was basically all we got. Yeah, is Samsung uh, expecting us to just like forget about the Bixby speaker or like just pretend <laughs> yes. that never got <laughs> announced at all? I guess that's never happening. But yeah. you know they're working on something new, and that's a ring. And I'm just going to put that to the side because we don't know anything about it. Uh-huh. No date, no price, no release, no features, no nothing. But we do have the phones: S24, S24 Plus, and S24 Ultra. The easy take is, wow, they look the same as last year. But the second you look further into what they do, there is a lot there. So I'll just like I'll just go super high level, then we can dive into maybe mm-hmm. some more interesting stuff. So the phones start at eight hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, and thirteen hundred dollars respectively. Uh, all of the screens are totally flat with no curved edges, and they're all slightly uh, thinner bezels. Um, I'm really happy about the totally flat ultra. Yes. Um, they are. Running Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 across the board, they have 2,600 nit displays across the board, and actually the Plus phone got upgraded to Quad HD as well. Wait, real quick. Yeah. Is there an Exynos version? Not that no. we've been talked about. There wasn't one last year either. There wasn't one at all? No, they okay. got it. Yeah, all new Snapdragon. Yeah. And the edges of all these phones are all very much more flat. The Ultra has this new titanium rail material. I wonder why mm-hmm. I've heard that before. Um, mm. But <laughs> there is also... Apple invented titanium. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's that's what we're all on the same page about. Uh, but no, we, we get these super flat sides with the S24 and Plus that look exactly like the iPhone. And I didn't want to say it in the video because sometimes people you say that just too freely. Oh, they copied the iPhone. It looks yeah. just like the iPhone. But then you hold up the phone and look at it from the side and it... It looks exactly yeah. like the iPhone. Besides the camera, the the camera is the only thing that differentiates. Yeah, I'm it. just talking about the sides. Yeah, the way they hit, handle the sides. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the iPhone. Fine, cool. Uh, new it colors. It looks great. It looks. I it love feels it. Really good. Yeah. I was happy about the square sides of the iPhone when they did that. And mm-hmm. I'm happy about these. Um, but most of the changes, most of the new interesting features with this phone, as predicted from the last Snapdragon Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 phone that I reviewed are in the software department and a lot of them are AI related. And they're really, 
quite interesting. I'm particularly happy for Google of just like getting rid of their Pixel division and uh, merging with Samsung. <laughs> he really felt very googly that presentation. The, I mean, yeah. from the presentation, the stuff they talked about, the actual phones and the hardware was minimal. That was a software presentation. That yeah. that felt like Google I.O. Yeah, and then <laughs> like here's this S24 lineup yeah. in, tossed in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of good Google stuff. Uh, let's start with the real-time voice translations, because that's where they started, too. I got to try this, and honestly, it seemed like it worked really well. Basically, you get on the phone, you have a downloaded voice pack. It's like a language pack. It's like one to 500 megabytes for a language. You download it before the phone call, and then it will give you a live voice transcription of what the person's saying to you in whatever language. So let's say you download the Korean pack. You call someone. They're speaking Korean. They say what they want to say in Korean. You hear an English voice saying what they were saying. Then you talk back to them in English, if, assuming you speak English, mm -hmm. and it voices what you said back to them in Korean. Right. And it was smooth, and it looked like it worked really well. I thought that was pretty cool. And just confirming, it is waiting till the entire thing that is said is finished and then starting the translation? Uh somewhat if you pause it will start talking okay um and can you continue awkward. to talk during because like yeah one there are going to be people i understand if you're doing very quick questions like one to two sentences pause translation pause but that's a very cut and dry like good sample or like oh, yeah. experiment yeah. for it but that's not how conversations work. there's also two options on the phone you can have them hear your voice and then hear the translation mm -hmm. or you can just have them not hear your voice at all and only hear the translation so there's just very long pauses there's just long pauses between yeah. okay so you either hear double of everything sort of in, in two, two different languages, languages or you hear pause and then the translation. Which the double of everything is what we're kind of used to when we see I'd presentations with, with people in other languages but yeah I don't know how people are going to feel about that over the phone but. It's every conversation is going to take twice as long. Yeah, <laughs> but if you can understand it, I'm fine with that. I just wonder if somebody is talking for like five straight minutes, hmm. how does the translation aspect, or is that this not what that's? They said keep in touch with your friend, so I'm assuming yeah. that means a phone call where you actually have a conversation with somebody. Yeah, I want to stress test that. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I think they tried to come up with real world examples. I think it's a useful tool. I just don't have that many conversations with people who do not speak a single word of English. Right. I don't mm -hmm. think catching up with my friends involves yes that level of translation usually. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably more like I am in a foreign country or I'm calling someone who I've never called before and I just need them to understand what I'm asking for. Yeah, that type I agree. of thing. Yeah, so it's, it's just convenient for that. It feels way more like a tool. Like you said, not, yeah. not like not for fun, not for, yeah. If you were probably really good friends with somebody and catching up with them, you probably understand certain amounts of language exactly. to communicate with them in that process. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They leaned into the translation stuff a lot. Um, I think transformers are actually specifically good at translation uh, because of the context understanding. And they showed off that translation app that is basically Google Translate almost yeah. exactly, except it has a different UI. And it actually is, it looked fairly smart. It shows, like, it has your UI on one side, and then it flips the Upside. UI for the other person. So it's sort of like what Google is doing with the Pixel Fold, where there's a UI on, <laughs> on the, other the other screen. But yeah. I feel like this is more natural. Yeah, I'm also always, for, I, for some reason, live translation, and we have to get there eventually, but has felt like the kiss of death on some products in the last five years. Remember the OG Pixel Buds were like, yeah, they their whole thing was, yeah, it's going to live translate in your ear. Yeah. That yeah. was dead. I'm. Did the Surface mm. not also have a fold over? And maybe I'm wrong on that I one, but I, I feel think, like yeah. we've heard about live translations for a very long time and have not. Yeah. You also have to really define live, you know. 
fair. Very <laughs> it's fair. like yeah. if if the other person could speak and in real time it was able to translate their voice in their voice, then that would I would that consider would be, live translation. Uh, wild. And I feel like they could get to that point at some point because if it yeah. ha- if there's an AI voice map of you, which like Apple is already letting you do, Time then being do. able to overlay that over what you're saying should be not that big of a leap. So maybe in the next yeah. few years. Maybe. Going out, not coming in though, because then you would have to download the voice map of every single person you ever talked to. True. Yeah. It would be like, yeah. It would, the, but either way, every person would have to have their own voice map. Yeah. Which maybe they, you have them do that during setup or when you're doing the Hey Google thing, it just maps your voice from there. Hmm. Sorry, everyone who's phone's oh, just lit yeah. up. Uh, you're usually really good at saying, uh, hey, G, instead. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm usually the one messing it up. <laughs> everyone yell at David today. Your phone's I, I know. I, Adam, just bleep it. Just bleep just, it. <laughs> I pushed that conversation possibly too far. I think it's a cool tool if it works. I mean, I hope it works because I'm waiting for the one that seems like it works very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Something I think we'll probably use a little bit more is uh, some of the, I mean, there's a couple other things like the Notes app can straighten up your handwriting and the new voice uh, voice memos. What is it called? It's the voice recorder app. Transcripts. Yeah, it does a lot of the app. same stuff Google's does now. Yeah. It has yeah. speaker, individual speaker detection. It can summarize mm-hmm. it, all that sort of stuff. Google's done since like the Pixel 4. Lot, yeah, <laughs> lots of that stuff. Yeah. The I think there's... Notes. I just want to go notes before you okay. get past it. There was the like note formatting, like AI to note format and note summarize. So like if you just similar to like probably what we do at a lot of these events, you're just typing everything you see really fast, but then it can give you headers and bullet points based on everything you type and just organize it out better. I actually I'm think a bullet that's kind of man. Nice. So I do like that. Yeah. Yeah. That would, I mean, writing the podcast every week and then if it could do that for me it would actually make my life yeah, way you just easier. gotta set up the phone right next to the computer <laughs> just let it listen to the keynote and then hit summarize yeah. boom easy <laughs> no yeah. then but the big things i think are, are like photo editing and google search mm-hmm. on this phone uh the google the the photo editing is very google-like it, rem- it looks just like the pixel yeah so there's some photo editing features where you can retouch a photo you can remove reflections you can fix shadows things like that that's in the regular editor and then there's a magic editor button with the little stars that looks exactly like the pixels magic editor where you click it but the and it logo goes, is different that's the weird thing. a slightly different logo it yeah it feels like it's using like this is probably using the snapdragon gen 3 mm-hmm. technology because most of the changes from Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 to Gen 3 were just AI ML stuff. Exactly. So it's very strange that Samsung's interweaving all of these like Google branded features with things that Google also does with Tensor, but it's branding it as Galaxy AI. Yeah. It's just awkward. It is kind of strange. Yeah. It did feel like there's a ton of Google stuff. They could have just said it was Magic Editor. Like they already do all the stuff with Google, but maybe they want to keep that to They want it to be a Samsung feeling thing, I guess. But yeah, yeah, you can literally do the same exact thing that you can on the Pixel, which is actually maybe even more. You can circle a subject, move it around a frame, erase the background, erase whatever you want, and it, it edits the photo for you. It adds a tiny AI generated indicator watermark to the bottom left corner which you can then erase with AI. <laughs> Just point that out. That Wait, can you actually another watermark in the same oh, place? Tr- true. That's true. But you could just crop it. You can crop it. You can <laughs> just crop it. Um, yeah. but yeah, you can the magic editor doesn't seem to have any restrictions. I played with this for a few seconds. It it has this cool animation and it does the moving things around. I couldn't get it to trip up like I could Google's. I can get Google's to go, "Mm, this is against our terms." Oh, Remember really? the, in the review video? Like, Google trips up a lot. Yeah, it try to move me like up higher up like I was jumping higher or something and it said, mm, uh, It wouldn't let you do and that." And it wouldn't let me do that. 
In some of the like, things that felt like it's just straight from the commercial, it wouldn't let me do some of that stuff. Interesting. Samsung's did not once hesitate to do anything I asked of it in the in the couple minutes that I played with it. Yeah. We'll get the phones, we'll test them more, but I just want to note that. It's interesting. But then the other thing is uh, Google Search. Google Search is better on this phone than it is on a Pixel. Is that crazy to well, say? Well, we don't... Is this... Okay, so the feature is called Circle to Search. Yeah. Yeah. Is it exclusive to Samsung phones for now? I think they never said it is exclusively on the Samsung, but they also said they brought, like, that they were partnering with Google, and then it was, like, just Google talking about it yeah. for a while, including talking about Google Cloud and Gemini. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they were, like, together, us and Google with deep collaboration have, like, right. brought this to life. So. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't see any of the Samsung collaboration except that it was in the Samsung keynote and on the phone. Do you want yeah. to talk about what Circle to Search is? Yeah, yeah. let's. It's the coolest thing I thought. Yeah. yeah so uh, picture your home buttons at the bottom of the screen, or even the gesture bar, and you're doing something in some app. You see a frame in a video with a cool dress, or you see a, a picture of something that you think is cool. All you do is you long press the home button or the gesture bar. And then this sort of a sparkly UI comes up and then you just tap or search or circle whatever you want to search and you just immediately Google searched that image. So it might remind you of Google Lens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's looking at whatever's on your screen, cropping it to the way you cropped it, sending that out as a Google search and returning a search on that image for you. Mm-hmm. Super useful. It's also very fast. Yeah. Like they were showing it, it in the really presentation. Fast. It was really fast. When I was trying it in real life, it was also shockingly fast. Mm. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, and it's just really convenient just being able to, instead of, you know, taking a screenshot and then uploading that screenshot to Google mm-hmm. or to Google Lens or something like that, it's you just do it on the fly. You never even leave the app. You can right. search something and then just swipe it away and it's gone. Super good. You can also ask questions about things that are on your exactly. screen, which is cool. You I can, think that's super useful. And yeah. that is Gemini Mini like at work because it's a multimodal functionality. Super good stuff. I honestly thought it was awesome. It's so simple. Like we said, it's just lens, and we were all used to taking screenshots of things online. But right. just like write in whatever app or whatever you're doing, pull it up, circle it, it yeah. searches. That's awesome. I yeah. I think that's really, really cool. I think every time there's a global functionality, it's always useful. Like on the Pixel, if you yeah. open the multitasking window, it allows you to interact with any text or image in any app mm-hmm. in the multitasking view only. <laughs> yeah. So if you're in the app itself, you can't like, there. there's text that sometimes can't be highlighted and it won't let you highlight it. But as soon as you open multitasking, you can highlight hmm. the text in that window. And so that was like a global functionality that they added to Pixel, to to Android, like probably 12 or 13. And so having um, more global functionality where it's like opening a sub sub window that's doing the Google search for you on anything that you circle is like very cool. And also the key is it's only what you're circling. Yeah. So do you remember Google Now on tap? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So Google Now on tap on like the Pixel 4 or 5 or whatever it was... Yeah, you basically, I think it was the same thing. You, Yeah, you long press the home button and it takes everything on your screen and it pulls up some cards for you to like Google search or further explore whatever's on your screen. Yeah. So if you have a picture or you're standing in front of a statue or you have a picture of a statue and you long press home, it'll show you where the statue might be. Maybe a Wikipedia article, maybe a YouTube video about it, but it's just everything on your screen. This is an even better version of that. You just you would just circle the statue and it would show you exactly what you wanted to know about that statue yeah. without interrupting whatever app you're in, whether it's a browser or the gallery or whatever. I think it's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Can I say something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wanted to do a trivia question about 
the statues in the unpacked thing because I thought that'd be funny. Mm. And uh, none of them were real statues. No. But I learned that <laughs> by trying to Google Lens each one of them to see. And it was just like, bro, I can't find anything. <laughs> I, I have to say, I think in the event, one of the ways they were talking about like the some of these features and the camera zooms was that someone was in like an art gallery and they were taking photos of a lot of things. But I realized all the things they were editing were not actual paintings because I'm sure they didn't want to make any changes to real paintings and disrupt, not even just copyrighted, but like take away from the artist or anything like that. So that's not surprising now that all of the statues. No, 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 no. the paintings are real paintings. Not all of them. Not, not the ones where they did like AI changing to things. Oh, like there was, yeah, like they had the Mona Lisa and they had a couple talking in the beginning, yeah, but the, all they did was make them talk. Yeah, the talking ones were The real. things they edited yeah. Somebody here right. was okay. like, why are they editing yeah, yeah, yeah. that? And I was like, I'm pretty sure that is a painting that they made specifically for this to not yeah. disrespect What would the Mona Lisa anything? look like? It was yeah. expanded what if we, What if we threw the clarity slider up on the Mona Lisa? That's... <laughs> yeah. Remaster the Mona Lisa with my Samsung Galaxy <laughs> yeah. S24 Ultra. It's yeah. better yeah. than the original. <laughs> no, it's they're, they're powerful phones. They have a lot of really solid features. Yeah, they also had this uh, Android auto feature that I oh, couldn't tell yes. if that was exclusive or not either. Yeah, I It felt so. really it weird little... to showcase in a Samsung event because they didn't show the phone. Because it's that was like one UI, yeah. but on your Android auto screen, it looked different from the normal Android auto. It looked like a Samsung version of it That's just sad. for this phone. So is that their version of doing what CarPlay does where it gets mapped to your car except it gets mapped to your phone it's just to your phone yeah i guess so there was a feature in there i did really like which is if you are navigating somewhere and you get a text message from someone that you know has an address when it reads it out loud one of the buttons will be a navigate button because like in android auto it'll only voice text out loud Mm -hmm. and then you can't copy that into like your Google Maps, but this time you just hit a button, you know the text has a new address, like if you were to change an address on yeah. me, and I just press one button and I'm navigating. It definitely cool. feels like Google's approach to being in your car is your phone is the central hub of everything, and Apple is sort of like, mm, maybe CarPlay is in the car itself? <laughs> maybe it's, we make a car? I don't know. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, uh, other than that, you know, a couple minor other updates. I will, actually, okay. Batteries are bigger, slightly. Yeah. Uh, at least in the smaller S24 and S24 Plus. Yeah. The screen size is, like we said, just a little bit bigger. Uh, seven years of security updates. Right. And seven generations of Android Super updates. Epic. Yeah. Nice. Pretty yeah. impressive. This feels, Super again, impressive. the more I think about this, the more it kind of feels like the, the iPhone of Android type thing that I've probably said like a year or two ago about Samsung flagship phones which is they have the most software updates of any android phone they feel like they have the most features they have more google features than some of the google phones at this point although they don't have like call screening and some of the pixel exclusive stuff um they might not call it night site but they sure do have nightography, nightography like, they have just as many buzzword worthy uh, features and then of course there's just more hardware options you can get an ultra phone with a, a new 5x telephoto lens instead, instead of, of 10x, 10x but yeah. it's a 50 megapixel 5x so you can crop into 10x zoom and uh, 
possibly get the same. Did you see quality. Mr. Beast use it? He, he was a he was a hundred feet in the <laughs> he air. Bro. Well, he didn't that, use the camera. Hundred that feet feast in of a bar looked incredible. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Well played. Hashtag Jimmy. real life scenario. Well played. I did respect <laughs> that they actually acknowledged that the three x to ten x distance was way too big. Mm. Um, we've been talking about that for a couple years now with the ultra phones, and they were like, "Yeah, you know, three x going to ten x is kind of tight." So we decided to add a five x fifty megapixel camera yeah. so you can crop into the center portion and still get the 10x zoom you can still zoom all the way to 100x in case you were wondering yeah you can do it you can still do it no one's telling you you should do it <laughs> but you can still do no it no one is to. telling you you should use the 200 megapixel mode on the main camera either do not yeah, do that don't even worry about that button yeah don't even don't. worry about it <laughs> part of the ai thing that was uh disturbing to me that seemed like it was in google messages like i think that samsung now uses google messages by default on their phones like a skinned version of it uh slightly i think it's mostly just google messages um yeah with like a little sheen over the top yeah yeah to aesthetically anyway but they had like a you could change the tone of a message to map match a specific vibe that was in more than just messages right because couldn't because like the example they showed was something we talked about at io last year which uh -huh. was like make the tone of this like a social post right through hashtags on yeah it. which they also showed in this keynote yeah, okay, that's not what you're talking about. Uh, no, they had a okay, separate sorry. section for the messages, okay, yeah. but I do want to talk about that as well. Okay. <laughs> they just had a whole section that was like, do you need to write a social post but don't want to use 1% of your brain? <laughs> Type, like, random words and then have it generate a social post for you, and it uses, like, six hashtags, which for some reason, all large language models think that social posts have to have hashtags. Even if you ask ChatGPT to write a social post, it'll add like hashtag Freakout Friday, <laughs> hashtag Thursday Thursday. That's what the brands want. O O T D uh, O O Sigma Grind Salt. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody uses hashtags. Yeah. Also, who wants to live in a world where all of the social media that you're consuming are written by AI? That's the thing. It's kind of the same uh, along the same lines of like. GPT written blog posts. Yeah. Where eventually you have so many AI written blog posts that your AI is trained Scraping on more AI, AI blog, written posts. blog posts. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now we have social posts. Yeah. And yes, to me as a content creator, maybe I might want some help writing them. But now if all the social posts are AI generated, yeah. then they're going to continue to think that that's how all social posts should look. We're yeah. going to talk about something kind of related to this in e-commerce later on in the podcast, but it just reminded me of it with AI writing way too many things that we read on the internet right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, can we make an, can you make a separate Twitter profile that is just every time you tweet something, you then take that and make ChatGPT make it a social version <laughs> and have an, the alternate AI version of Marquez oh, online. It's gonna be so much worse. That'll be so funny. That's already made. Someone just made it. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that so, for my yeah. subscribers on X. How about that? <laughs> Have I'll you guys heard of that. dead internet theory? No. It's it's this theory that like most of the internet by the late 2010s was created mostly by bots. And so most of the things that we're consuming are just not even people. And there's like not even as there's not nearly as many people actually on the internet that are writing the stuff as we think. I would feel a lot better if that were true. I if the majority like of the stuff I was reading wasn't real people. becoming true. Yeah. Yeah. But I was smart. <laughs> yes. That's that not a real person. That is AI. Yeah. I guess so much of what I consume is videos that I don't have that issue yet. 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 You don't think. <laughs> Later <Yet>. this year. <laughs> just wait. Yet. Yeah. That Will Smith eating spaghetti? <laughs> it's just hard when like if most of the content is being generated by AI and then we are having the AI summarize all of the AI generated content for us, 
Yeah. Then what are we consuming at the end of the day? Get off your phone. Everything. Go a touch some grass. Everything is a remix. Go touch some AI edit- generated but grass. Wait till you finish the entirety of the waveform episode and then go touch grass. Or do it while while listening. listening. Sure. With your new Galaxy headphones. I don't know. There's no other product. <laughs> You're here. wearing no it. Galaxy Buds. It's just the three phones. Yeah. No, that's it. It's S24. S24 Plus and S24 Ultra. I we should be testing these phones pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I would love to try the S24 because there's. You I like think I might really buy want, it. I yeah. think I might get it from the Zenfone Nine. I like the Zenfone a lot. I like the size of it, so I want something that is also still pretty small because I would try to like go back to my regular Pixel and I feel like I'm holding a tablet <laughs> after using the Zenfone. Um, so the regular S24. But my thing is, is I'm probably the minority in this group where I like cases on a phone and there are just not enough, there are not enough um, accessories for the Zen phone out there. And I know Samsung will have a bunch of good ones. You're about to case it up. Are we all going caseless case right now? I've been caseless. That's wild. Everybody, caseless check. I mean, I'm caseless right now also. Wow, Ben K. I don't wow. want to be. I throw. I literally. Wow. I miss just tossing my phone. I yeah. have a terrible yeah. story. Once in, um, <laughs> once in college, <laughs> it's not that long. I was in college. <laughs> I was on a video call, um, and the bed was behind me, and my bed is like in the corner of the room, and I have like basically like brick walls, and I sounds like my apartment. Had my I had a Samsung phone in my hand, and I went to look in the webcam feed to toss the phone backwards onto the bed behind me. And and so I like look to the side. Is this I, like, for a video or something? No, totally. you just you were just like I, this sounds like a cool totally idea right now. Camera, okay, yeah. <laughs> and I tossed it over my shoulder, and because I hadn't looked, the the wide angle distortion made it look like I had to throw a lot harder than I did. <laughs> so I threw the phone, and it went straight over the bed and slammed into the wall, and then slotted down behind the bed after hitting the wall. Still didn't crack. Oh wow! I was gonna Still say I remember years ago you telling me this is the first phone, I, or this is only the second phone I've broken. And you didn't tell that story. Yeah, didn't. But break. that's why because it didn't. It was break. fine. I've I uh, j- not even that long ago I I went to. I went to catch the phone as I was dropping it, and I ended up backhanding it across the room. <laughs> Have you ever done that? <laughs> and it's this phone. This Pixel slid across so much hardwood. It's still totally fine. Yeah. It's I appreciate totally that probably enough people listen to this that at least five people are like, I've done that before. I, I know what you're talking before. about. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've yeah. scratched my displays with keys and stuff, but I've never I've never broken a display before. Really? Yeah, I've never cracked a phone. Yeah. I, I was just taking one out of the DJI Mavic controller and just pulled it open too hard and it popped out of the USB-C thing just slammed on the, the pavement. Under Dang. Me. That sounds like a crack. Dang. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited for the S24. Yeah. I'm legitimately okay. excited for totally it. I fair. actually think the flat screen and the flat rails are a great design. What color are you getting? I'll put a case on it so I don't care. Oh. Are you going to upgrade from the 128 gig base? No. I probably should because I'm taking a million baby pictures now. Yeah, it's a lot of high-res... 50 like, megapixels. Like Steve Carell in the office where he has seven phones for all of his children. <laughs> 200 megapixel baby photos. <laughs> <laughs> AI, take this baby photo for me. No, take it in spatial videos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we should take a break. PTSD. <laughs> don't do that. Please don't do that. Daddy? <laughs> we'll talk about eyesight in a second too. But let's take a quick break. Oh. We have a lot of Vision Pro stuff and a lot of other uh, quick hits to talk about. So in the meantime, trivia. Yeah. Trivia. Did, did. So, first question: mm-hmm. the S twenty four finally uh, has titanium. 
We've, oh, we've all been waiting for it. Ti. They should have done jade or something. That would have been cool. <laughs> just I straight like, glass. No jade. Isn't jade like a like it's a, a rock? It's a, it's rock. a mineral, it's a mineral. Right? right? It's the green. I know, but isn't it? Those isn't are much more things, uh, sure. crystal. Oh, almost definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You could make the whole phone out of rhodium. What's rhodium? It's the uh, ingredient in catalytic converters. I said ingredient, but <laughs> you ingredient? just steal enough catalytic a converters. Pinch of rhodium. You're making, yeah. you're making phones for free. into your phone. I have a conspiracy theory that Samsung is going around and stealing everyone's catalytic converters for the phones. That's wait, why putting them in phones? Well, if they <laughs> if they made the phones out of catalytic wait, converter material, started which I'm proposing. Just so we're clear, <laughs> wait, what right. atomic number is titanium on the periodic table? Ti the Texas Instruments. I don't. I don't. Those are the letters. I was gonna ask that, and then I was like, "That's too easy. Someone has to know." And of course, the first thing you say is Ti. But none so. of us the know rapper? the number, though. Yeah, Ti. Ti the rapper. Yeah, yeah. Tip. More like titanium. Am I right? <laughs> no, you're not. I think you're right. Thanks. We'll all think of a number at some point. Answers will be at the end of the podcast, like usual. We'll think about it. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, welcome back. We, we meaning me and David. Collectively. Collectively, we. Together. David and I have tried the Vision Pro a couple of times now. Yes. Most recently this week. Yes. This was my fourth time trying the Vision Pro. Third time. For this me. is your third time using the Vision Pro. Mm-hmm. This time we got to try some new things specifically that we've never tried before. Not a lot of new things. Only a couple of new things. But. Some things we were curious about. The yeah. keyboard, yeah. Safari, a couple third-party apps. The new head strap. The new head, head strap. strap. So uh, all of this we can talk about. I just want to sort of zoom all the way out to my fourth impression of of the headset now yeah which was okay my first impression genuine first impression and i made a video all about it which was like 15 minute long was like this is easily the most impressive vr headset i've ever worn it is incredibly crisp and clear very immersive the screens are amazing the eye tracking is phenomenal Mm -hmm. it's like magic uh the selection method when you just look at something and tap your fingers together it works super well it's super high quality build like this thing is amazing. It's a little heavy, but this is an, a, a phenomenal piece of technology, and I can't wait to see what apps show. And that demo was around 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Second, can confirm they would not stop talking about it that trip. Right. That's ex- exactly so that's how the, they felt. That's when it first got announced <laughs> nice. when we first checked it out, right? Second time was like back in New York City. I, I remember it being amazing, but okay, let's put the thing on again. I put it on again. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, it's still really crisp. It's still really good. There's this new calibration process where you look at these different dots around the screen several times and it calibrates your eyes and now you do the selection thing again. And yeah, you do this whole demo. Wow, the occlusion on my hands is really good. God, this thing is really heavy though. It is metal. I get why they make these things out of plastic, but you know, aside from that, still pretty impressive piece of technology. Third time, was me watching some of my own spatial videos and photos mm-hmm. on the headset. Right. I put the thing on. Yep, still heavy. Okay. But let's see. Let's look at spatial videos and photos. And, you know, there's a kind of a sweet spot. Like, 
three to five feet away from the camera where the spatial effect is really strong and the 3D is really impressive. And so I kind of learned that. Got to try some other apps and look at some big panoramas which have this parallax effect. Oh yeah. But only 10 minutes in the headset, I'm like, this thing is heavy, mm -hmm. I take it off. Fourth time I used the headset, <laughs> yeah. which was this past week. This week, yeah. I You do the fitting again, which is, it's kind of like this face ID process. You where two scans now. Two scans from an iPhone. It's simpler than face ID. And you get the custom fitted headset, and this time they said, okay, we've got both straps here. Which one would you like to try? There's a solo loop one, and then there's like this dual band one, which puts more of the weight on top of your head. I said, let's try the dual band one, and we put it on top. I adjusted the straps and everything. Immediately, I'm like, Jesus, this is a heavy headset. <laughs> yeah. This thing is heavy. I've yeah. had it on for 12 seconds. This is very heavy. Okay, yeah. let's get into it. This time, what did we do? We, sh we checked out Safari. Mm -hmm. So we got to scroll through websites. websites. You can pinch in, zoom, and move windows around. We got to Use the keyboard. type on the keyboard. That was interesting. Both the most impressive and least impressive part to me. Yeah. I'll explain. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. There's two ways to type on the keyboard. First way is you enter the like URL bar or whatever, and a virtual keyboard pops up, and you literally poke in the air yeah. on a virtual keyboard. Yeah. There's it, no feedback. But the amazing thing about this input method, even though it's incredibly slow, is that it's not like like the 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 depth of where the keys are and where you think your finger is going to be when it's pressing on the key. Like often where you, when you're using virtual floating keyboards and other VR headsets and stuff, you kind of like poke through the keys until they register. But this one, you look and you're like, okay, I'm touching the top of the key. And if you like move your finger down at all, it starts to press the key down. Was, like, it feels one-to-one -one with where your fingers are. Even though you can't feel it. Even though you can't feel it. Yeah. But there is like a like reaction to it rather than just it light up. Yeah, you, like see, yeah. you see the key you see moving move. down. Yeah. And you, I think there may even it's be a not, sound. I think, think so. And it's not it's not a binary where it's like, as soon as you touch it, it's like in a downward position, it can flex like a regular key on a keyboard. Hmm. It's pretty sick. Like it has an actuation point. Yeah, on. Hmm. sure. Yeah. But that's only one way to type. Yeah. The other way you can type is if you just look at the letter <laughs> and touch your fingers together. Yeah. And then look at the next letter and touch your fingers together. And I typed so fast with the second method. It's crazy. <laughs> Did that and give I know, you a headache? Just like... Uh, I mean, I was trying to type fast, so like He's I was already going a little... Like this I, was, <laughs> I, don't I, was, my eyes. I was going a little bit nuts, but like I went in... Because in the in the poking type method, you can't, you can't really home row it because your fingers will overlap and it's kind of not that accurate. So you're poking. So it's like M, K, B, H, D, dot, C, O, M, Enter. Yeah. But with the I typing method, I promise you, I said M K B H D dot C O M enter. And it was faster. Yeah. And it, it probably would look crazy if you saw my eyes and the way I was like looking around the keyboard. I but want to it, see a video of that. Now. <laughs> it was <laughs> sick. I was typing so fast. But honestly, the, the third and final way is you just Siri. like ask Siri. Yeah. Up in the corner, you just look at the Voice microphone and just start talking and it yeah. just puts that in. Yeah. That's probably the fastest That's way. That's probably the fastest way to do it. I want to see if I can type 100 words a minute using the keyboard you cannot no shot i'm gonna i'm going to <laughs> zero percent i will do it no shot by end of year 
I'm giving you love it, dude. 60 as a target, and I think that's really. I'll impressive. make this a short. Yeah. Is this How the fast? new typing test? I'm gonna do monkey. I'm gonna do monkey type on in spatial. You can in spatial. Yeah. You can fire up Safari and go right to the website. I'm gonna try it. Yeah. That's gonna be the yeah. first thing I try. So yeah. they also had a, a section in the app drawer this time that was apps made for Vision Pro. Yeah. And they had the one that they sh- one of the ones that they showed us was a 3D modeling type of application where different companies can like throw different 3D models to show how stuff works. So they showed a F1 car. They showed a 2023 Alfa Romeo F1 car exploded in 100% scale in the room. So I was like walking around, the tire was the size of a tire, the halo, you could pick it up with your hands and it was the size of the regular halo. It was cool. The cool thing that was interesting about that is you would look at a part on the car and you would just move your hand like you would pinch your hand and move it and depending on what you were looking at it would move the part hmm. that you wanted to move yeah that sounds um, awesome and you could scale them and look them around and then there was another section where it showed like the airflow dynamics going over it i oh, still very realistic 3d modeling and like architecture and stuff like that feels like an awesome way for like client like work and and just is the vr world in general they've been doing that with vibes for a long yeah yeah Yeah. i really think that's the like prime estate for it Mm -hmm. lucid swore to me that that's how they reviewed the interiors of their Mm -hmm. cars is by like sitting in the car with the vr headset Mm -hmm. i think bmw said they did the same thing yeah but with the vive way back in the day yeah Yeah. so we got to try that it looked phenomenal Mm -hmm. super high quality very responsive yeah. Um, there were also some media apps. So the Disney app. The Omega Capitalism app. Super, super <laughs> Disney. They had built some experiences around like, okay, you want to go to the you want to go to the Marvel section of the app. Well, now you'll be on the Avengers rooftop with the shield next to you, and you'll have like the menu where it normally is, but you're in an environment that looks like it belongs. Okay. There's a Star Wars one too. I don't know if that's also Disney. It yeah, is, it right? is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's a Star Wars one where again you can watch a movie, but if you look around, you're not in a theater. You're on you're in a, a desert land planet. cruiser in Tatooine. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> Uncle you know, David, they had built some things for the Vision Pro experience that made it feel more native to Vision Pro yeah. instead of just a floating window like yeah. maybe someone who hasn't optimized a single thing in their app. Yeah. So it was cool to see that type of stuff. Um. And then lastly, what is, oh, we got to see EyeSight. Yes. We got to see EyeSight. Mm, it was. We got to see EyeSight. I, uh, I had a lot of trouble not laughing at the guy well, that was showing it to me. It was really difficult because <laughs> they brought us into a separate room to talk to a guy that was using EyeSight. To be clear, I don't think EyeSight has been working on a single other headset that we've been demoing. No. I think this is the one that they do have EyeSight working on. I think it's been working, but they've just been hiding it because I think they are terrified of photos of eyesight. Because no, notice that they let us take photos of ourselves wearing the Vision Pro, but yeah. not with the eyesight mode was off. Right. That is like explicitly like we are not showing that to the public because we don't want people to laugh at it. Yeah, it was weird. They know it looks dumb. I, th- yeah, it was like one of the only things I've ever seen in an Apple event get announced and the whole place started laughing like that <laughs> so, was just okay. not I, it did not hit like they wanted it to I all don't right think. theoretically i think it's it makes at least sense I, so yes so i agree <laughs> right so like the idea i get but here's oh. how in person it looks you look at the person and the rest of their face is totally clear and they've got the headset on and then their eyes are like kind of there but they're really blurry yeah and so you don't re- you're not really looking at someone's eyes. In the headset, I'm sure they think they're looking into your eyes, but you're looking at a blurry weird look version of their eyes. Okay, fine. When they go into an environment 
or look at some media, have a screen in front or of or have you occluded. Yeah. Instead of showing their eyes, it will show that like purple, blue, shimmery thing that yeah. we saw in the photos of us wearing it, which makes sense. So now the person looking at the headset wearer knows they can't see me. And if you're in the headset and you look at the person through the window or whatever yeah. for long enough, it will create a little parting in the fog. Yeah. And the occlusion on the outside with the eyes will also create a little parting in the purple fog. So yeah. now it's, it's blurry eyes and purple fog. And if they have a window between them and you, there's a reflection, like a blue reflection in the in their eyes yeah. on the headset. Oh, okay. There's so much small, small detail yeah. with this feature. Yeah. I think the whole, like, like, you have a window and you can have someone kind of appear through it so you're not, like way too in the zone that i think feature, it's a, by the way amazing it i i Very remember well when we they put that at wwdc that's what i said in the verge cast thing is my favorite thing they did mm -hmm. it is a great idea and like you said everything about eyesight makes perfect sense it just looks it's so just silly looks <laughs> crazy yeah now to top it all off we finished this demo experience i take the headset off Oh my God, it's so heavy. Yeah. It's so, it's the heaviest it's, VR headset you'll ever wear. And that's not just the metal, like the battery isn't even on the headset. It's yeah. a cable that's like wrapped around and behind you in your back pocket. Just the metal, the glass, the second display, there's a lot of compute. It's a heavy headset. I, and this is why I keep saying, I think my favorite use case of this, still from what I've experienced, is going to be sitting back in a chair where my head is propped up and watching a movie on a plane. Give me the heavy headphones, give me the heavy headset, and I just lean back, and then I can watch the movie and not strain my neck because I'm not moving my neck. What's that chair everyone has for, like, listening to records? The Herman uh, Miller chair? I think so, right? I think it's oh, a Herman Miller Ellis, really do you know that one? The, um, my grandpa has that, that chair that everyone uses to listen to records with, like, the about. footstool and the... <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, my grandpa grandpa chair. Chair. that's gonna turn into the new Vision Pro, Vision chair, Pro headset. So you can just lean it's like back a and it can chair. <laughs> I, <Yeah>. I think <laughs> dentist. There's a lot of reactions to what I was talking about with the yeah. weight online. I don't. To be clear, I don't think it's a deal breaker. I just think it's you're gonna notice it very quickly. And if you look at the people who have posted photos of themselves wearing it, everyone has one thing in common is it's pushing down right on the bone of your cheek, like on right above your cheeks. And it's like pushing, you can see it in everyone's pictures. Yeah. It's pushing them down because that's where most of the weight is sitting. We tried both of the bands. Yeah. The solo loop, weirdly to me, and again, this is such a fast demo, it was more comfortable for me, Yeah. even though it felt even heavier. I think that's also true for me. And I had the dual loop on, the dual head strap on, yeah. and I tightened the top and then tightened the back and then tightened the top and then the back again, and I thought I got it nice and snug, but it was kind of lifting from my cheeks, which made it feel lighter, but more it was pressure. less. Yeah, it was more pressure oh, yeah. at the top and then yeah. less of a, a light seal at the bottom. So I actually preferred the solo loop band, Yeah, if that makes sense. I think I did too. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. When you say it's heavy, can I get some sort of comparison? Like heavy, like absolutely. You're a wearing, helmet or you're wearing M50s uh -huh. right now, plastic headphones. Well, no, Sony or Sony, even better, okay. plastic lightweight headphones. Yeah. You've worn uh, 
AirPods Max, right? Yes. It's that equivalent mm, difference. Interesting. So if you're not thinking yeah, about it, you can knowledge. wear it for 25, 35 minutes and maybe never even notice. And if, if the band's right on the top of your head perfectly and you're just sitting back listening to music, fine. Mm -hmm. But the second you move your head around or yeah. think about it or start yeah. to get that fatigue, it wears way yeah. faster mm. than a lightweight plastic. For me, thing. I took it off and my head hurt for a while. Yeah, there's various levels of people getting like headaches. I had like a light headache for sure. Yeah. And I wore it for maybe 20 minutes, 20, 25 Same. minutes. Yeah. Um, my The most interesting thing for me, because today, the day that everyone's watching this and listening to it is the day that the pre-orders open. It is. Which in the first batch, they're apparently only going to be sixty to 80,000 units yeah. for launch day. I think they're going to be impossible to get. I think this is probably really fast. Um but you really have to be okay with the fact that that's the case. And then the other thing was that my favorite thing to do in the Vision Pro was looking at photos, especially like looking at panoramas, because like you said, there's sort of like this parallax effect. Seeing my photos really huge in front of me in that fidelity mm. is really amazing. Um, I even enjoyed like watching the photos that they had taken of just like people and stuff. Oh, it yeah. was kind of fun to look at. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a $3,500 use case device, and they don't have any first-party apps that they are feeling like are a killer application that people should be spending $3,500 on this thing for. They're really, really, really leaning into developers to figure oh, yeah. out why people should buy the Vision mm -hmm. Pro. Because yeah. as it stands, I do not see Apple with an app that comes with the Vision Pro that I would say this is worth buying the Vision Pro, Pro for. Okay, here's my theory. You know how every time you get a new like computer or laptop from Apple, they give you the classic like demos of, okay, here's the Final Cut demo, here is the Safari demo, here is the Blender demo. And you get to see what they think people will value most about that computer based on the demos and the stuff they show. Mm -hmm. With this one, I think the killer app right now is just media, just watching videos, photos and videos, Apple TV, even going in the browser, watching YouTube videos. I really, really hope there's a YouTube app at launch that lets me watch 360 <laughs> videos and regular videos in a theater mode and stuff like that. Yeah, It's the number one most impressive thing to do on that. I don't really wanna spend a while browsing in Safari on a Vision Pro. Same. It doesn't feel that much the more The idea fun. for like, if I'm going to be in a browser, they have a feature where if you're using the Vision Pro and you look at your MacBook screen, additional screens will pop up. We didn't get to mm -hmm. use that, yeah, but they that. said that that would be a thing in the launch. Um, so I would probably try that, just mm -hmm. having additional monitors around you. But yeah, regular browsing in a Vision Pro, it, like it's not going to be a laptop replacement for me. That also, like that scenario seems to be what VR in general wants to get to is the like, let's work this into your workflow even though we only have a two-hour battery life but besides the point well, of that plug it to the wall though okay yeah but like when you said before this the weight wasn't a deal breaker <laughs> if you're going from like the first to the fourth time you're trying in every time it being heavy is getting more and more on your mind i can't imagine that by the 10th time you pick it up to put it on your head and go this is just, I don't feel like using this right now. It's going to be too heavy and it, putting yeah, it right it, back down. I, f I totally get it. I think what it really does for me is it just restricts the amount of things that I want to do with it. Yeah. So if there's a game I really like and I'm about to pick up the Vision Pro again, I know that there's a finite amount of time I'm going to be playing this game. <laughs> yeah. If I'm on a plane or if I'm going to sit down somewhere that doesn't have a headrest, I don't want to watch a movie. I say yeah. it as somebody who like 
I'm very excited for this to come in and try it. I the only Apple stuff I use is in the the studio. I am not Apple anything, and I still think this thing looks really cool. I would never spend thirty five hundred dollars of my own money on it, but I can't wait to try it. I think there's a lot of stuff in it. It seems like interactions are like revolutionary almost. But the weight thing, I and like how they want it to be a work, and they they talked about work stuff a lot. There was a lot of stand demos. at your desk. Yeah, here's a yeah. keyboard. Here's three D modeling. I just can't with how much you're already saying how heavy it is. Like it's going to be sitting on their desk and be like, oh, I'll use. Uh, my, I don't feel like this putting is the that thing on right too, now. is because it's it's thirty five hundred dollars and something that's thirty five hundred dollars that you're only going to use for like five to ten minutes every few days. The use yeah. case there is not there for hey, most. People. So then maybe we can consider it to have seven day battery life if you're never going <laughs> to use it for more than like All 20 day. minutes. My theory, <laughs> week battery life. my theory for the reason why it's thirty five hundred and everything is they only, don't want people to buy it. They don't want first people generation to buy people. It. I think there's yeah. going to be people who are developers that buy it and they have it. And then when friends come over and family come over, they're like, oh, that's the thing. Let me try it. We've all seen people's first reactions to VR when they put on like the Oculus back in the day. Uh, it's like mm -hmm. magic. Yeah. So that's the experience that Apple wants for these in people's homes. I agree. And I feel like we've been saying that for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like this feels like the developer version that they just don't want to say developer version. Mm -hmm. But there are so many people out there that are going to buy this that aren't developers. I wonder like why not make it developer version so you can actually make sure all the developers get it. And there's going to be a ton of people who want to develop for this that it's going to get sold out and they're not going to get it you because they're offering it, it without the it. You just don't have the ability to look at it in the headset. You're not going to be able to do it as well if you don't get to test Probably, it. Probably, yeah. I'm sure there are people out there who can. I'm sure you can still develop for it. I'm not a developer, but I'm sure if you're developing for it, you would prefer to have one and there will be people who don't get it. Yeah, yeah. you can because like, the you develop can. in a virtual environment. And like if you're developing on a phone, you just have to simulate how people will tap your phone, which is pretty easy with a mouse. Yeah. But if you're doing the whole Vision Pro thing, yeah. there's a, a lot more to it. It's I think lot. it's a lot more work. Yeah. Um, I'll say one more thing. What was I going to say about Vision Pro? I have one more quick thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I also, I had someone ask recently, like, oh, what do you think? And I ended up just summarizing <laughs> it. I summarized yeah. it as, it, it's like a really expensive toy. Yes. <laughs> it, you know? I just thought really, of it. Like, it's like a, when we went to Triple F. All those cars were really cool to play in. And yeah. like drive for like ten minutes, but owning one is just but they're not uncomfortable. For the bank. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a great La analogy. Yeah. It's the, the LaFerrari tail <laughs> of VR headsets. Yeah, no, it's yeah. like if you have the money for it and you just on a whim decide to get one, it's gonna be fun for the once in a while that you do play a game, mm -hmm. watch a movie, watch back some spatial videos, and it's just gonna be up to whatever apps show up for the rest of like why people should actually get this thing. Yeah. Something I really liked from it was the environments that they had. They added a new environment for this demo that we had that was uh, Wakalea. I don't know how Am to say Am I saying it. that right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I apologize it was hard to if say I'm it. saying that wrong. It is the, the top of the tallest mountain in Hawaii. Um, and it was quite cool because if you pulled up like a movie or something and you played the movie, you know how uh, companies are releasing those like backlighting for TVs that will sort of ambiently yeah. play the lighting behind the TV. It like bounces off of the clouds that are floating oh, that's cool. below the mountain. So it has this like very ambient effect. There's also um, with the spatial audio, you can kind of sort of hear the wind kind of going like. So it feels yeah. like you're watching something. It really on the place. Yeah. And the fidelity of the rocks and everything is amazing. The interesting thing is like with a laptop or a phone, you have some customization through a wallpaper. With this, they're giving you environments 
And then some apps like the Disney app also can develop their own environments. I don't know whether or not developers of other apps can develop their own environments. If like Notion wanted you to have a Notion environment or something like that. I think the, so, yeah. The bummer for me is there's no personalization aspect of this device, right? Like, Unless I, you consider the transparent mode the personalization. Because <laughs> it's your house. Your house is the personal I would, background. I would assume that's because the the um, amount of information of like the file you would need to do that. Now, you are someone who could give a higher enough res well, file. So this is the thing is that I have these panoramas that I'm yes. going to like release for the Vision Pro people. And you you can it basically stretches around your entire scene. Mm -hmm. But I think that Apple wants people to have their because in the environments, there's like little things that are moving. There's some soundscapes. I, I think they want to be very intentional on Fair. like what kind of space you're in. But the thing is, like looking at my panoramas like massive like that felt so sick that personally I would prefer to just be in my own environment that I shot. And they like let people shoot their own iPhone panoramas. Like yeah. if you went to the beach with your family and you wanted that to sort of be your like wallpaper for Vision Pro, it would be nice to be able to do that. Yeah, it would. The problem is the other side of that scale where my mom, sorry mom, <laughs> downloads a photo from a an Android text message and then tries to blast that as the background oh, and God, then go. there's just eight <laughs> giant pixels behind the like movie she's trying to watch. Yeah. So you would actually need the opposite of a file that's too large. You would be like, this file is too small to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it sounds. I would a, like to see that also. It sounds a little bit like the state that Apple Watch faces are in, too. Mm -hmm. Where there's That's like a good analogy. There's no reason that third parties couldn't make them. Android Wear. That was like, what was the app that Android Wear that came out right when Android Wear came out that let you make your own watch faces? Oh God! I don't God, I used the to mess with that so much. Anyway, continue, Alice. I'm sorry. Just that, just that, like they want the system of like plugging into all the different kits and APIs and stuff to be so perfect that they don't even want to let people yeah. give it a try. But I, I agree with you, David. Like I think there's absolutely no reason you couldn't put a photo of your in and then it go, oh, that's a cloud. I, I have cloud dynamics built in. I mean, that would be cool too. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. Just the fact yeah. that there's not a lot of customization features is kind of sad. Yeah. Um, another thing I asked them if there were like profiles. So if my wife, I don't have a wife, but if I did, if you had a vision if I pro, had one, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, wanted to use my vision pro and she could like set up her own, yeah. you know, eye tracking thing and I could just hand it to her. You can't do that. It can, yeah. I just assumed you could. Yeah, I also did. That's why I asked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it can only be connected to Damn. one Apple ID, um, but they have a guest mode. But the annoying thing is anytime anyone other than the person who bought the Vision Pro and logged into their Apple ID wants to use it, they have to recalibrate in the guest mode. So they have to do the whole setup process again. It's about a 90 second but it's still process. annoying, yeah, especially for a device that you're probably only going to wear for like a few minutes at a time, unless you're watching a whole And also movie. profiles, just like there's more to just the calibration aspect of it. Like there's saved, there's bookmarks, there's all sorts of different app layouts and, and like your home yeah. screen. Not that's... It might be something that they that. add in the future. And I, I can't see them not adding that. Yeah, I mean, at least Gen 2 will definitely have yeah. it. I think Gen 2 of this is going to be 20 to 30% lighter. 40% cheaper, maybe 30% cheaper, and we'll have profiles and we'll be a lot more durable. It'll be the consumer version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the uh this is the the rich developer version. Yeah. And then the people who just like want to buy first gen Apple anything, which is fair enough. Which is way more than 
It should be. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. It yeah. is at least sixty to eighty thousand exactly. people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's you know that's our f- third and fourth time trying it. I think when this actually gets re- released and we get to review the thing, we're gonna have a lot more answers to the questions. We there's still lots of things we don't know. I don't know if you can screen record. I don't know if there's gonna be controller support for games. Oh. I don't know. There's lots of things I don't know about it yet. So. Stay tuned. Yeah. We're going to keep you all posted. The videos will be flowing. Yeah. January be January. And yeah. The way so. I think like I would sum this thing up is one of the most advanced mas- magical pieces of technology I've ever used that I'm not sure that I want to use. Damn. Facts. Or will hurt to use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bars. Did you see uh, Apple, <laughs> Apple Vision Pro starter pack is like a neck brace and like a, a pinch hand like that. It's like, eh, that's that's about right. Yeah. All right. We'll all keep right. an eye on that. I think before we get to that last bit, we should uh, we should take a quick trivia break. break. A little break. Sup, Andrew? <laughs> Earlier, Sup? you said this is not the first time we've seen a live translation announcement, and you're right. We've actually been seeing them for quite a while. So I went through the history books oh, and no. I compiled as many live translation feature announcements as I could find. So I want you guys to rack your brains and think about the first time you heard a company announce a live translation feature. I want the company and I want the year. Ever. And I want whoever gets the earliest one will get this week's point. 1876. Live translation feature. Live translation feature. And George Washington. Because I realize this is a tricky question. I'm looking for the year of the announcement, not the release. It doesn't even actually have had to come out. That just needs to have been announced as a feature. And... It needs to be speech in, speech out, not text. CISO, I get it, got it, CISO. Speech in, speech out. I have a list in front of me of one, two, three, four, five, five, six, seven. Yes, I have seven different announcements. Are any of them out right now? I... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely don't know. I I don't use these features. I think they're kind of bad personally, but... um, yeah, maybe okay. you do. I don't know. Are they all from Google? No. <laughs> I have speech in, speech out. It depends. You know, some. Uh, do we I'm have not to, sorry, yeah, yeah, we we have to get the year right? If you're off by like one Ten. year, I'll give okay. it to you, you know. Cool. But, uh, you know, you should be reasonably right. It's also, it's tech. So a lot of the stuff gets announced at the end of the year and released at the beginning right. of the year. So there's two kind of different <clears throat> numbers. Okay. Um, but, uh, wow, this trivia question's gone on for a I'm sorry. Long. It's me again. I keep screwing everything up. It's all up. good. It's me. Sup. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I guess I'll, I'll say it. Uh, we'll be back after the break. <laughs> Support for this show comes from NetSuite. And that's exactly what NetSuite provides. Support. But what they really provide is support where you need it because no one needs help where they don't need it. So NetSuite wants to provide you with products and services that are tailor-made for your business. Help where you need it. NetSuite is a top-rated cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessible from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all of your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. 
Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math, see how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash waveform. That's netsuite.com slash waveform, netsuite.com slash waveform. All right, welcome back. We got a couple last quick hits for you that are some of the smaller stories of the week, but are at least worth updating. One of them, I'm just going to warn you now, it's probably updated since we talk about it. We're going to talk about it now, and it's probably going to update, but it's the Apple Watch story, which is evolving. Uh, they had this thing where they got sued. We talked about this before. They oh, got yeah. sued about the, the blood oxygen sensor in the Apple Watch, and so they might have to halt sales for it and blah, blah, blah. We, they we halted might sales change, temporarily. Temporary halt sales, and then maybe we're going to bring it back. And we've proposed that we're going to ship one with like right a software back. adjustment, and then that didn't get approved. And now yeah. I think the point we're at now yes. is they have been... Rebanned. Yeah, rebanned. They, they will not accept just a software fix, and so they look like they will have to start shipping a new version which at least disables said sensor. Yeah. Software. Software-wise. I guess that's yeah. technically... It's software. technically... Yeah, it's weird. Fix. Software fix to keep it, they didn't agree to. Software fix to disable it, they yes. did seem sure. to agree to. Yeah, okay. I'm not exactly sure of the wording there. Yeah. But. They have to stop selling them again um, as of 5 p.m. on January 18th, which is yesterday if you're listening to this. As of today, it is tomorrow. Um, right in between <laughs> yesterday, which is today, if it's tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Tomorrow got it? is, and if you're Adam editing this, it's probably like right around. Oh now. my god! Yeah, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> it, we started recording, and it was like they're allowed to sell them for now, but then they're reviewing it, and then after we hit the record button, that Mark Gurman yeah, article came already. out. That was like actually they're stopping, and it was like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, this letter was released uh, from Massimo's lawyers that effectively said, okay, if you remove the feature from the Apple Watch, then you can start selling them again. Um, They either will completely stop selling Apple Watches as of Thursday, or theoretically, there is a report that they have watches in stock that already have the feature disabled that they will just switch to selling starting 5 p.m. on Thursday. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I also want to ask the question here, just because this is also confusing. It seems as though if you already have the watch with the sensor, you will not be affected. But nobody knows. Nobody knows. Sure. That seems to be because, like, isn't the whole thing that they cannot sell? With the blood oxygen feature? I think that's what's up. Yeah, I think so, that's the case. So it seems like if you had it before, the thing I wonder, and maybe it's based on serial numbers, if you like factory reset previously your old Apple Watch, I would guess you'd still be fine. Please don't take that. <laughs> but it sounds like know. if you do get the new watch when it comes out without the feature, whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. Everything else is fine. I'm wondering, do, does the new watch? It's going to be the same price, right? They're not going to, yeah. They're not going to discount it just yeah. by having no. missing a feature. No. Yeah, yeah. So luckily, everyone who liked it, because we did get a lot of people who told us they liked the blood oxygen feature. Oh, used one. You still have it. <laughs> yeah, just by you still have one. it. It'll <laughs> be more valuable. Yeah, if you were looking for one because of that, I, I hope one. they're not going to jack it up on the uh, the secondary market. It's going to be interesting how they uh, change all of the wording and the documentation on the Ultra Series 3 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Because that's going to take away all those features theoretically. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing Apple, they'll just not talk about it at all. 
Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of just ignore it. speculation about whether or not a software update is going to remove the feature, but nobody has said anything for sure. So I think that we're just going to have to wait and see. Maybe that will yeah. become clear by the time you guys are listening to this podcast. Yeah, it seems like the most up-to-date information we have is that as of Wednesday at 3.56 yeah, p.m. Is that at some point earlier in the week Eastern time. slash possibly month, Apple asked a judge if they could have an extension being able to sell the stuff. Yeah. yeah. And also, but I also there's an they, appeal, right? There was an appeal, but also they they asked a judge to and Massimo to confirm, like, if we fix this with software, is that an acceptable fix that like effectively removes the technology? And it seems like everyone agreed to that, including like because that was part of Massimo's statement that like, yeah, we would be cool with a software fix just as long as the feature is disabled. Yeah. The point is, we don't know yet. This is so complicated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And why does it even matter how much air is in my blood? <laughs> we have gotten a lot of people see, do really like it's sleep r- apnea. Apparently, it's great for. Uh, I'm just saying there are a lot of people who there are metrics that they right. appreciate. But Marquez was saying on another earlier, like I do think there's a lot of people who, until they realize that that is great, didn't know they want it. So plenty of people getting this watch yeah. are just gonna never know it existed and never know that it could be cool it, it is funny how much uh the tech crunch article slams just like says the feature is completely useless their headline is literally apple's fixed for the apple watch series 9 and ultra 2 salesman could be disabling a useless feature and then throughout the article it's like it will impact no one <laughs> yeah. yeah so everyone coming at us should honestly have nil impact on anyone who ends up buying one of these in the future percentage-wise they're probably right but yeah yeah but we had a lot of people reply to our comments yeah local minority saying that it's valuable so anyway anyway so that'll that'll continue to update yes um I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill this request as it goes against open AI okay. use policy. This was a hilarious article that The Verge wrote up uh, where effectively there are a bunch of Amazon listings that are just being generated by uh, ChatGPT. And there was some glitch in the naming of the like they're just telling ChatGPT, like, name all of these products for me and put them on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so there was some like they were not able to name them because of some like policy your issue. drop shipping script failed yes that's exactly <laughs> that's summary it. so there's a bunch of products on amazon that are just called i apologize but i cannot complete this task because it requires using trademark brand names which goes against open ai oh, use policy some and, of them are different though right uh it's like yeah. a bunch of different policies but this still. is what happens when you <laughs> yeah. get that tiktok that's like have you ever automated your your system to just like generate money for you overnight? You just need an open AI script to just like blah, 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 <laughs> and you do that and then this is what you get. And then it breaks. You get horrible listings with titles that don't work because open AI couldn't do it and it just failed for this you. This is Sorry. also kind of the reason I'm scared to use the rabbit AI product. Because this might because it's all automated in stuff. <laughs> because Very it's just fair. all like script hacking. <laughs> it's like fair. what's gonna break? But it's just really funny because there's like a, there's like a, a a desk that holds stuff inside of it or a, a side table, and it's I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill the request. Open AI policy, and it just goes dash brown <laughs> Wait, <laughs> because that's the I, color. Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite one. It also has that. It says nice. calorie, which I'm uh, is the brand's name. Then it says apologies, but I'm unable to assist with this request. It goes against Open AI use policy and encourages unethical behavior dash black <laughs> the color part of the script didn't the fail. color and the brand got it but uh, what is the it's a chair by the way i don't know what's going to be unethical about the chair but that's very funny. it's like a lawn chair i to you. i read this really great piece it was about this idea that we're going about 
AI kind of wrong. And and this sort of no situation <laughs> kind of is a really good example of it where this writer was saying that the current entrepreneurial model of using AI, especially language models, is have a model do a task, have a human check its work, right? Because then you can, in theory, just have the model do it a lot of times and then slowly churn through the double checks with a handful of humans. Mm -hmm. But actually, it would work way, way better the opposite way. If you let humans do more work and then save their time by having it double checked by a robot. Mm. I feel like it depends so much on the task because that yeah. ratio works so well for me with um, like like writing something, for example. It might take me an yeah. hour to write something and then it takes GPT two seconds to check or it takes GPT two seconds to write something and then it takes me five minutes to correct it. Totally. And totally. then it's a win for that ratio. I don't know. Well, the problem is, is how often they're wrong right now. So check it being your check is a little worrisome. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it looks good. Also, fair. I would also <laughs> yeah. point. want totally fair. people to write stuff with their brains. Yeah, well, that's what this would be doing. My brain's not very good. So also, you can kind of like see how many bots are on Twitter if you just search goes against OpenAI's content content policy because uh, you'll just see all of the fake accounts that are just tweeting. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I cannot provide a response to your request. Free um, bot indicator. But it's just kind of funny, and it shows uh, how much of the internet is just being automated at, mm -hmm. within one year of this technology. Right under our noses. Out. This podcast, by the way, is entirely AI-generated. Yeah, just none of so us are you know. real. Um, the real David would say that. Adam so. and Elise. It's Alice. Alice. I'm sorry, I cannot complete that request. <laughs> <laughs> you know what isn't AI-generated? The trivia questions. The subscribe button. That you know of. The like button. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quick update on the score. Marquez with 21. Andrew with one, two, carry the one. 15. David with 20. That's right. First question. <laughs> I'm still behind. <laughs> the S24 has titanium, finally. More like titanium. You right. What atomic number on the periodic table is titanium? Use your knowledge. Just so we're on the same page. Pure guess, right? It's heavy. Pure, Pure guess. guess. Pure Bro. guess. Well, did okay. you even take No, actually, not a guess. Meme. Meme? <laughs> I've huh. given up. Okay. Sorry. It's, it's, okay. That is means it, it's going to sound funny and is it's Is it a heavy funny. metal? That's a... You can't tell us. No, no, no. So. Not music. I mean, that's a hint if you ask me. <laughs> Titanium is more... It's, it's by C. Light it's more rock. of a pop song. It's a light rock. Get it? Music? Oh. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That whole thing just turned into a meme. <laughs> this okay. <laughs> Flip him and read. We are on different pages here. I put fourteen. That's right. I put forty-two. That's the answer to everything. I put sixteen. How, who was closest? Um, was it fourteen? Twelve? No, I, no, I no I put Marquez 14. was closest technically. What was it? Eighteen? Was it? It's twenty-two. Oh yeah. What you should have oh known my that. God. That's your whole Come thing. On. It's Wait. a Taylor Swift album. Taylor yeah, Swift. You said I'm gonna do a meme, and oh. I was like, Oh my God, is he gonna get <laughs> oh, he it? Got <laughs> it. <laughs> oh. So Thank I don't you. know about you, but I'm feeling like Titanium. Yeah, the remix. <laughs> That's the Katy Perry Taylor Swift <laughs> mashup. It's Sia. I'm no. feeling like Sia. 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 Titanium. So Oops. Rude. Right. Sorry, it's David. Oh, David, get a feature with Sia. the vocals by Sia. What do I have to get? That makes my Katy Perry one. What am I getting? <laughs> what do you need me to grab? All right. Question two. 
But first, quick announcement for all the concerned people that reached out after the Studio Channel CES vlog. I still have the purple 12 mini. Uh, I was just using a 15 on the show floor because that is a nicer camera for production stuff. Anyway, so still intact. Andrew. For the two people that care. There was like, okay. No, there was a Discord post. Yeah. (laughs) No, people were concerned. swatted you over. Yeah, that I had had switched. Switched Someone got Alice. Don't worry. Don't worry. Question two. Andrew, you mentioned that this is not the first time we've seen, by this I mean Samsung Unpacked, is not the first time we've seen a live translation feature announcement. Uh, So I spent some time compiling... A quick list. There could be some I've left out. Maybe I'll get them from you and fact check them. Uh, But name the earliest live translation announcement you can. I'm looking for the company and the year, the year of the announcement to be exact. And uh, whoever gets the earliest real one, I'll give it to. I have a question that's not going to affect my answer at all. Okay. When you say sound in sound out does the sound out have to go also to a person you're talking to or just like i'm including video chats as well so it could what if somebody's talking to me and then i'm the only person that hears i am including video chats oh what if i'm the only person that hears it It doesn't matter oh no david i'll let you amend your answer should i amend my answer i don't know you tell me i am i'm I'm including he said it is that a hint could be. Let's run it back. Is that a Jeffrey Hinton? There's, it's, so like, I don't expect any of you to get the absolute earliest one. I'm giving it to whoever here gets the oh. gets the earliest one of the three of you. That's a good Well, I'm just, job, I, guy. I can't <laughs> prove that what I've found is even the earliest one. Oh, okay. Mm. Me neither. <laughs> I just went with the earliest one I know, which is probably right. like the latest on that list. All right. That's probably so, gonna win. I just did the pixel. Let's buttons. hear. We okay. Let's let's hear. Oh, ooh, interesting, oh. guys. I also put, originally put Google Translate. Andrew, uh, uh, let's. Why don't you go first? I just did Pixel Buds. All right, Pixel Buds. That was in 2018. I wrote 2018. Is it actually? Uh, no, it's not. And it is the Pixel Buds Pro. But you know, Wait, no, really? it's not. <clears throat> the original. No, the Pixel OG Buds Pixel had Buds. A, they had a little really? um, string. Yeah. They're awful. That so, was a major part of the announcement. This, see, this yeah. is why I yeah. did not want. I was not it doesn't matter. It still one. was like. I'm sure I, there were some I missed. Yeah. Uh, Marquez. I wrote Skype in 2007. I could not find any evidence of Skype doing that in 20, 2007. I did find evidence that Skype introduced this feature, or excuse me, announced this feature in 2014. I said mm-hmm. 2010. And you said Skype as well. I did. What are you thinking? Hmm. Let me discuss. With yeah, my, yeah. It's uh, who's the most? Who's the least wrong? <laughs> we're all wrong in some. I was only wrong by th- three months. I just know that Google Translate had it very early. Good, yeah. Pixel Buds original were October 2017. I was close. Cool. All right. So here, here's what <laughs> I was able to find. Here's what I was able to find. You're just stuck with Google Translate. Wait. So did you give me a point? I don't know yet. Okay. We're still figuring it out. All right. Google Translate conversation mode yeah. was announced in 2010. I'm literally going to write that. After that, Microsoft announced a live translation feature in 2012. Also in 2012, an app called uh, 
I'm not even, it's a French word I don't know how to pronounce. I'm going to spare it. Vonce. It's a V-O-C-R-E. I think it's pronounced Vuck, but I, again, It's sorry. probably just Vaughn. Uh, <laughs> uh, Let me have a phone. <laughs> Google, Let me have a phone call with you. My Samsung phone. <laughs> Google Translate <laughs> announced it again in yeah. 2015. Correct. And then ever since then, companies announced Live Translate with pretty much every event. Yeah. So, David, you got the year closest, but the company pretty wrong. And I mean, and it was outside my one year rule. You had a one year delta. I did. Oh, wait, so I got a correct company in the right. Within one oh year. Oh my God! Wait, no. just saying. Andrew yes. might be getting Wait, the point why? here because I said Pixel Buds 2018, and 2018? they had because he's the only one that got, a, got the came company out. and the year right. right, and within despite a year, it right. being really yeah, but despite it being the way, out? way later than all yeah, of the other, completely ones. missing the point of the question. <laughs> Andrew somehow <laughs> no, comes no, no. out on top. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What is this? The trivia extravaganza. Let's go. Carry the one. <laughs> I want to tell a little story really quick. Okay. When I was in rural Japan in 2016, I... This could go anywhere. I was deep in the forest, okay? This deep could go horribly wrong. Get ready to cut where. <laughs> yeah. Where's the dump button? <laughs> uh, I was going to see the native monkeys up at the top of a mountain. It was very difficult to get to the top of that mountain. You had to hail a taxi. And in order to do that... Like, there were a couple taxis that were around, but nobody spoke any English. It was really difficult. I was trying to tell this taxi, like, where I wanted to go. He had no freaking idea. So I was like, doesn't Google Translate have, like, a I speak in, it speaks out feature? And it did it. And this 85-year-old Japanese man who was driving this taxi, like, I, I, we're having so much trouble communicating. I speak into it. It comes out the other side. His face just, like, lights up. He's like, oh, oh. And then he speaks back into it. And then it comes out to me, and I'm like, yeah! And both of us are like, yeah! It's yeah, working! I was like, this is the best. I know. Meanwhile, in the events, they're like, want to go out? Want to go get dinner? Yeah, sounds cool. Where in real life, people use this, and they're like, oh! <laughs> that should be the... It, legit, it felt like magic. Like, it felt like... Yeah. I was like, I am living in the mother freaking future right now. I love that. That's a great, great. story. And then I saw. All right, we can keep that. I can show you. You can can put some photos of the monkeys in the podcast. They're pretty cool. And a photo of the guy, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's a very wholesome ending to the pod this week. Let us know if you guys have any requests of things you want to know about Vision Pro when it comes out. Let us know how out of date we are with the uh, Apple Watch story. <laughs> Inevitably, we are. Don't worry. Know. After you comment, yeah. you'll be out of date on yeah. this Yeah, story. exactly. Yeah. You will then be out of date for the next commenter. So Let us know how many of you bought a Vision Pro. Yeah, and how oh, many yeah. of you bought S24s? Because yeah. we know that's going to be on sale like right away. And so. let me know about the 2008 Vodafone research paper about live translation that I totally read but didn't feel was applicable for this trivia question. <laughs> Got out there ahead of you guys. And then summarize with AI. And then post it on a social media post with hashtag. I'm sorry, I cannot complete this. (laughs) (laughs) We just summarized the podcast for you. You don't have to. You just speed run the podcast. We just speed run the podcast. Thanks for watching. Catch you guys next week. Peace. I'm against OpenAI's content policy. (laughs) Waveform is produced by Adam Alina and Ellis Rovin. We're partnered with Vox Media Podcast Network, and our intro outro music was created by Vane Sill. You have to be a vision bro to have the tricep muscles for this. <laughs> the, 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 the traps. traps. The traps. <laughs> <laughs>
Vision Pro. <laughs> Only Vision Bros can handle the Vision Pro. 